Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. Today is Thursday, January 19th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to start the show without telling everybody, aren't you? Tell everybody what, Rob? You're going to roll right into the show, and you're not even going to tell people, are you? What am I missing out on? I was going to start talking about Joe Biden and the latest poll from Quinnipiac. Yeah, that's fine. We'll get to that in just a minute. But it's... Your birthday. It is my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. It's your 32nd birthday. Yes, yes. And congratulations. Thank you. You know, I'm so old, Rob, that they were still landing men on the moon when I was born. (laughs) I predate- Barely. I predate unleaded gasoline. When I was born, you had to put a glove on just to fill up your car with leaded gas because that's all that was available. Boy, what a different world it mm-hmm. was back then. Mm-hmm. But I was—I knew you were going to do that, and I was not going to let you do that. <laughs> and so, happy birthday! Thank you to you. Thank you. You ready to begin? Okay, now, now? you can start the show. Okay. What, whatever, whatever topic you roll. Okay. Well, let's talk about Joe Biden. The majority of Americans believe that he inappropriately handled classified documents. And this is according to this new Quinnipiac University poll. It was released yesterday. revealed that 60% of Americans believe that he handled those documents inappropriately. Only 22% saying he did the right thing. And according to the poll, 71% of Americans think the discovery of the documents is either very serious or somewhat serious. So that's a majority. That's everyone. And these are the highest polling numbers that Biden has seen in a while. (laughs) Okay, so um, we're going to once again try for a kinder, gentler Rob today. And we'll get Mm -hmm. into more on that later on in the program. Um, (laughs) Don't count on it sticking, but we're trying. And so as such, at the forefront of my thinking as Mm -hmm. a kinder, gentler Rob, I will say that the problem Biden is having right now is a problem that many people have, certainly high profile people, when they make egregious mistakes. And the best example I can think of of this is Pete Rose. And so the lesson here is, especially if you are someone that people want to like, so in the case of Joe Biden, half the country would want to like him because we are a divided country and half the country are basically Democrats, so they would want to like him. The default is we want to like you. If you make a mistake, just own up to it, take take ownership of it, and much quicker Mm -hmm. than you realize, especially in politics, where half the country wants to be on your side regardless, people will just forgive you and go on. The mistake Joe Biden is making here, and we're going to get into the details on this in just a second, is he is not, not only is he not owning any of it, he is deflecting and making it difficult for people to understand exactly what is happening. And so, like I said, the best example I can think of this is Pete Rose. Pete Rose bet on baseball, right? Pete Rose bet on baseball. It was blatantly obvious to everyone that he bet on baseball as a manager and a player. There's no doubt about it. And instead of when it became obvious, hey, there's going to be this report coming out that is going to clearly show you bet on baseball 
and you're in big trouble. Instead of owning it and saying, you know what? I have a serious gambling addiction. I never threw a game, though, but I definitely bet on baseball. I understand there's going to be repercussions for this, and I just hope over time the public can forgive me. Pete Rose lied about that repeatedly. And the moral of that story is Pete Rose is now not in the Baseball Hall of Fame, nor was he allowed back in baseball to this day as a manager, player, whatever, because Mm -hmm. not of what he did, but the egregious, blatant lie that he made because of it. Had Pete Rose told the truth, he probably would have been kicked out of the game. I know they said lifetime ban, but five years or whatever, they would have let him back in and he'd probably be managing somewhere and he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. And so the lesson here is, if you do something egregious and you're it's blatant and you're caught, mm-hmm. just own the thing, deal with the ramifications, and sooner than you believe, people will want to like you again. So it's not the crime, it's the cover-up? Absolutely. And we've talked about the three-step process many times, and that is admit the mistake, apologize, and then take corrective action. However, in this case, and we don't know, this could have potential ramifications of national security. Yes, and so Corinne Jean-Pierre got asked about this yesterday, and this again becomes the ducking and dodging. They know what those documents were, Mm -hmm. they know what they contain, they know the information, and so she got asked, hey, the most important thing is, is this just some guy's phone number that wasn't supposed to be out there, or is this like the nuke codes? Mm -hmm. And she won't answer the question. Sorry, but on questions that you should be able to answer here that shouldn't have to go to any other agency or entity, can you tell us if there's any sort of assessment that has been planned or launched to determine if national security has been jeopardized at all? Again, that's for the Department of Justice. Why is it a DOJ and, and, it's, and let's be clear, it's not your decision to make of what I can or can't answer from here. Okay. <laughs> She's just not going to answer that question. She is getting boat raced by the White House press corps. Yeah, and and so think about your job as the press secretary is to relay pertinent information Mm -hmm. to the American people. Certainly, if something that could affect our national security and our safety as U.S. citizens has indeed been found, you would think if your actual interest were the American people, you would say, look, this is what we found. This is clearly an egregious mistake. We're taking corrective action. Here's what you as an American need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... The questions she's getting asked, she won't answer. She's saying, go to the Department of Justice. But are these questions for maybe the National Security Advisor, perhaps even the Secretary of State? According to this poll that I referenced earlier, 67% of Americans are following this story very closely as they're making up their mind about how they feel about Joe Biden. Many people already know how they feel, but those independents or those people who are are still seeking answers. They're still determining how they feel about him. And, you know, he's still signaling that he's going to run in 24. He says that uh, possibly after the State of the Union address, he'll get to that. That's on February 7th. Has he been invited to give a State of the Union address? It's been canceled due to lack of interest. (laughs) And uh, he said a more formal declaration could come in the spring. Okay, so Corinne Jean-Pierre, then we talk again about the ducking, the dodging, the Mm -hmm. manipulating. Then... She, on top of what she just said, which we won't tell you if it's nationally jeopardizes national security. Now she said, do not expect any more information from her going forward related to these documents. Don't come to her. Be clear from this point on, 
Are you not going to be taking questions about the classified documents? I have been very clear over and over again. We are going to be prudent here. Uh, we're going to be consistent. This particular matter is being uh, is being looked at. There's a legal process currently happening at the Department of Justice, and I'm going to refer you to the Department of Justice on any specifics to this particular case and anything that has to deal with um, our what we're doing here. Uh, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. And let me remind you, this is this is this is not a new process here. I, we've been doing this for the past two years, anything that is related uh, to a, a legal uh, process, a legal matter, we refer it to the Department of Justice. There's nothing new in our process here. Okay, so before we go to a break, J- Jackie Heinrich, who's a reporter for Fox News, who's mm-hmm. in the White House, I thought she just gave a little synopsis of how the the Biden administration is stonewalling the press as a collective. And now whether it's NBC, CNN, CBS, whoever, everybody's getting the cold shoulder and the impact that's having. And I thought this was a very good synopsis of what's going on. Aside from that effectively spin, a pivot off of what we are reporting on, these classified materials and the president's apparent mishandling of them, we're not getting a whole lot else in the way of substance. And we were just told in the briefing room, if essentially, not to expect any more answers. I just want to lay out the sort of circular way in which we are being referred to a black hole. Um, you know, questions that are posed to the White House press secretary are often referred to the Department of Justice. Uh, where David Spunt will tell you that they are now referring those questions to the special counsel who is not holding any briefings and not answering any questions. Or Corrine will refer us to um, the special counsel's office for the White House. We've been allowed to talk to an advisor for that office, not a lawyer, and they are uh, giving us that spin material, um, talking points effectively on what they would rather be talking about, things like the economy and House Republicans. Um, So we are not getting many answers, and it is frustrating to uh, the press corps here at the White House. Full disclosure, I'm on the board of the Correspondents Association. We formally asked for the the press secretary to bring to the briefing room um, the attorneys for the president so that we can ask people these questions, the very people we're being directed to and where we're getting our questions um, ignored or unanswered or referred elsewhere. And she again, when posed that question right there in the briefing room today, said, well, you'll have to ask them. So go ask somebody else, but those people aren't available. It's a very circular conversation. And have you noticed that Karine Jean-Pierre just keeps saying, this particular case, she won't say documents. Right. All right, Casey, when we come back, Mm -hmm. uh, we have a special announcement about the show today. Yeah. And I have a very, very serious question for you and for Kevin. I'm sure. It's 17 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. You got your Dan Fogelberg finally. So here's what I decided. What did you decide? In honor of your birthday. Yeah. Because I know there's nothing more that you would want on your birthday (laughs) than to have Dan Fogelberg Day on the radio show. 
A whole day of Dan Fogelberg? Yeah, and since Rob knows what women like, yeah. I completely trusted oh, yeah. his uh, direction, and I went for it. Now, this is a nice song. Yeah, you. this is on my top ten all-time greatest songs. Same old anxiety. Yeah, just listen to this hook. Any woman's heart, if you just played same old anxiety, no matter what the situation a, is. I don't know about a whole show, though. Look, Casey, I know what you need on your birthday. <laughs> okay. And I also know what I need for a kinder, gentler Rob Kendall. We need more Dan 2. Fogelberg. 2.0 okay. is Fogelberg. I'll let it ride for now. And we came right out of the gate with an A-plus I know. effort. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's like, I don't know if there's enough Dan Fogelberg That's songs to I'm do saying. a whole show. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the whole list. It looks like there's plenty. Okay. I said, you let me. Uh-huh take the hit if there's not enough Dan Fogelberg, but I promise you, uh-huh. there will be enough Dan Fogelberg. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. If you agree with Rob that we need an entire day of Dan Fogelberg, please call me. Tell me why. It is 24 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on My mother WIBC. loved Dan Fogelberg. I'm you sure will she not does. besmirch the good name of Dan Fogelberg. And that's a lovely song. I'm just questioning whether we need a whole hour of Wh- it. What's trending? <laughs> That's what might make people feel a little better. Jacinda Ardern. She shocked the world and resigned as the New Zealand Prime Minister. She said she's got nothing left in the tank and told her fiancé, let's finally get married. That's what he wants to hear. She's got nothing left in the tank, so let's get married. Uh, she saw her popularity take a nosedive after she completely shut that country down yeah. over COVID. Also trending is actor Julian Sands. He's missing after he went on a hike in Southern California. He's missing. He's missing. Like he's gone? Yes, he's one of two hikers who is missing. He, you know, they've been having these storms yeah. in California and mudslides and everything. See, I worry about this with Kevin because he is a hiker mm-hmm. and he likes to go into the woods. And I worry about you because I don't want us to have to say Kevin has gone missing. Yeah, well, fortunately for you, I came to that realization a Are couple you, of years ago because I, I used to uh, do hikes on my own. Yeah. You've retired and, from solo hiking. Yeah, and I I think uh, now it's just better to go with friends or family. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Okay, Use thank the you. That makes me system. feel so much better. So Julian Sands has starred in The Killing F- Fields, A Room with a View, and also Leaving Las Vegas. Finally trending, Rob, and this one might interest oh. you, Notre Dame has released their football schedule. Oh, great. What yes. what game on primetime will we lose to start the year next year? Okay, well, they start in Dublin, Ireland on August 28th, where they play Navy. Oh, okay, we might be able to win that one. But the first home game will be against Tennessee State on September 2nd. When is the first game that counts? Like, Ohio State, okay. September 23rd. Now, here's the thing. Notre Dame. Here's the thing. Notre yeah. Dame had a bit of a rough year, though they closed strong. Mm-hmm. However, it is all entirely Casey's fault that Notre Dame had the rough year <laughs> because Casey came over to my house mm-hmm. to watch the opening game, yeah. Notre Dame and Ohio State, mm-hmm. and for some unknown reason, despite Notre Dame winning, 
she decided to commit a mega party foul, sports foul, mm-hmm. and she left yeah. at halftime. Yeah. And it was a colossal disaster, not just for the rest of that game, but for the next several weeks. So it is all your fault that Notre Dame underperformed last year. Hope you don't make the same mistake in 2023. I learned my lesson, and I'll be waiting for my invitation for the USC game. <laughs> what? On October 14th, because what? that's at Notre Dame. Speaking as an avid, no, av, 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 a very passionate Notre Dame fan. Yes, Kurt Darling. I'm very mad at Casey. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. All your fault. On your birthday, no less. <laughs> okay, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, Kurt's got the news coming up from 93 WIBC. And it's a WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. Oh, look who it is. <laughs> he's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He might be the next mayor of the city of Indianapolis. The one and only Abdul Keep Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Doing good, my friend. How's everything going? Well, I'm doing great. Let's talk about the fun things that are going on. Jim Banks declares for U.S. Senate. That's fine. Whatever. But the juicy part of this is the preemptive strike by his supporters on Mitch Daniels. We saw Club for Growth with the ad before Banks had even declared. We saw Banks, uh, chief of staff, putting stuff out. I am floored that they are trying to goad this guy, it seems like, into running for U.S. Senate. What say you? Uh, well, like I said, uh, when I first heard that that theory, I didn't necessarily buy it. I was like, oh, Mitch Daniels is a little bit smarter than that. Or won't we'll, we'll necessarily take the bait, let's put it that way. Uh, with, with what Club for Growth did, did, did with their ad, what Jim Banks, uh, chief of staff did with his uh, tweets, I was like, you know what? If you keep this up, it's probably going to backfire. Yeah. And backfire in a big way. It's like, uh, but the perfect example is like when you're a little kid and you're asking your parents, hey, mom and dad, can I spend that over blah, blah, blah's house? Like, well, we'll think about it. Well, have you thought about it yet? No, we're still thinking about it. Have you thought about it yet? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? No. Now get the hell out of here and go somewhere. <laughs> is that it basically just, you just pissed them off so badly that 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 now that now they're going to do exactly what you what you didn't want them to do in the first place, which is why I don't understand this this need to like this early in the game, right? To, to sort of publicly, you know, bash, threaten the other guy who may not even be getting in. Yeah, and and Mitch Daniels is a beloved public figure. Now I got a lot of issues with his time as governor. And I think it'd be fun if he ran to be able to dispel some of the Paul Bunyan myths about him. But let's What's face Paul it. But Paul Bunyan myths? Oh, that he's the greatest tax cutter that ever lived, that he never raised any taxes, that he never grew any government. I mean, all that's complete crap. But the fact is, Mitch Daniels, whether you agree with everything he did, nothing he did, whatever, is, and rightfully so, a universally respected person because he was a governor. He obviously did a very nice job in many people's minds at Purdue. Seems a little odd to be throwing grenades at a guy that people are inclined to really like. Exactly. And in order for the grenades to work, people have to believe the narrative. Right. And... Mitch Daniels has such an established reputation. It's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money to tarnish and ruin, to ruin, to ruin that, uh, ruin that thing. And also, that's also assuming that Mitch Daniels doesn't decide to run and fight back. Well, right. Why did they do this? I mean, I would look if you and I can figure this out. Uh, we got nothing on the line other than a, having a little fun here on the radio. Why are they doing this? I mean, the one guy was listed himself as Banks' chief of staff on Twitter. So he keeps like, well, this is just some rogue group. I can't control what they do. It's your guy. Well, I think part of it is, and this is uh, particularly goes to the Club for Growth ad. It is. It wasn't a. It, it was like a, It was like an appetizer. Yeah. It's like, hey, Miss Daniels, if you decide to run, 
here's what we've got waiting for you if you decide to do it. Now, here's what you want the mozzarella sticks or the jalapeno poppers before we bring out your before yeah. we bring out your main meal. So you're saying they're trying to say, hey, old man, you don't want any part of this and the politics and the political landscape has changed. And if you get in, this is what you're in store for. Yeah, but people forget old people aren't stupid. Yeah. Old, you don't get to be old by being stupid. Well, and it's not like Mitch Daniels is some guy in a nursing home somewhere either who doesn't know where he's at. I mean, he's was just running Purdue a month ago. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is that uh, Mitch Daniels has a lot of contacts around the country. He can raise a lot of money relatively fast and relatively quick. So, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what's to be gained by from from poking that bear. Yeah. If, I, like I said, if if it, if it were me, and, and and Jim is doing this himself, is just basically talking about here's I'm senator. Here's what I would do. Here's what my three priorities are: China, yeah, you know, wokeism, blah blah blah. And that's all fine. Well, you got the super PAC to be to be sort of the bad guy. Yeah. But don't forget though. You can wait a super pack. I can have I can have a super pack made too. Yeah. Well, and so and and look again. Full disclosure. I desperately want Mitch Daniels to run for two reasons. Uh, one of them is for me, and one is for the betterment of society. R- reason number one for me is it'll be show content for days. I mean, you're talking like 14 months of show content if these two guys run against each other. Because I th- think this race would be great. Uh, but also from a personal perspective, and I know you agree with this too. We are always better served when people have the stiffest competition possible because it holds them accountable to the voters. Yes, and also too, uh, when you got good competition, it, it's, it's it's also like a, it's like it's also like a crucible. It, it burns away the, the bad ideas, gets rid of the gets rid of the crappy ideas, and it makes you a better candidate. Yeah, it's like trying to play major league baseball without having gone through spring training. Yeah, no, you're 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 right, and so that is why I really want. I mean, I'm not some Mitch Daniels cheerleader, but if he doesn't run, I'm not sure who would be the stiff competition Jim Banks needs. Uh, maybe it was Adam Wren that reported this. I can't remember who, but somebody said I think it was Adam Wren said. He was told by someone close to Daniels, if he runs, he will basically instantly be able to raise fifty million dollars. Is that you buy that? That, uh, that he could he could announce and then boom. I would not be surprised because he's got he's because remember he's got he's got his uh his 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 team of, of four or five guys they've known for years who are who are big and heavily connected to the sort of the sort of the money game. And all the things he did as governor, president of Purdue, and also when he worked in Washington D.C. as the head of Office of Management and Budget under uh, George W. Bush, he's, he's built a lot of contacts over the years. And so basically, this is going to come down to: Does Daniels want to do it? Right? I mean, if he if he wants to do it, he'll get in. There's nothing really stopping him. There's no family thing that's stopping him, like maybe a, a presidential run in the past. It just does he want to do it? And if he does it, let's face it, he will squish banks like a bug. I think it'll be competitive. Yeah. Because, like I said, the Republican Party today is a little bit different than it was uh, last go-around, so it's a bit more ideologically conservative, particularly here in Indiana. Uh, but if, if it's Daniels and Banks today, and granted, please note, the election not until November of 2024, Yeah, uh, I think Daniels wins. Yeah. But that's, uh, like I said, that's just today. Ask me tomorrow. I'll give you a totally different answer. Uh, it is Kendall and Casey show of Duel joining us. So there was a big headline that came out. Uh, last night, the ACLU has announced that it is dropping its lawsuit in regards to this uh, transgender sports bill that passed the Indiana General Assembly. And you and I talked about this on State House Happenings this morning. Everybody should kind of hold on on the victory lap because they're not saying we're giving up forever. They just say we're giving up for now. Well, it, it was a it was a lawsuit that was decided on procedure, not necessarily the merits. And that's 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 a different. There's two ways you can challenge a lawsuit, procedurally and on the merit issue. The merit is actually the law itself. Procedure is, hey, they didn't file this, or they didn't do this, or they didn't have a case. What happened was, was that uh, the ACLU sued IPS, Indianapolis Public Schools, over the transgender athlete wanting to play uh, girl sports. 
but that school now is no longer under no longer under IPS control. It's now under charter schools control, and so since the defendant is no longer disappeared, is, is no longer there. Then you have to do. They basically the the mo, they, they, they file a motion to withdraw the lawsuit. Yeah, because conservatives were kind of taking a victory lap on this, and I for the time being, I guess technically they, they've won in the sense that the lawsuit went away. But they're going to find someone else to do this again. Probably, but the thing with the thing that's when I when I read that I was like, hey, that's interesting. So when I went read the story, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. IPS is no longer the defendant, and so therefore, yeah, the lawsuits drop. And I, and I wish. This, this is the curse of the person who writes the headline. It's usually not the person who writes the story. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, before I let you go, you had something in the cheat sheet that was absolutely fabulous. It was, uh, it was an update <laughs> on the story we talked about last week. So last week, we had talked about how Todd Rokita, the attorney general, had come out with a uh, multiple tweets critical of the governor. Uh, I think this was maybe on a Wednesday night or something like that. And we were trying to get to the bottom of what was going on. You had speculated something i i said well who knows and now you believe you have an answer to why todd rokita was so mad at eric holcomb yes uh apparently it had to do with his seat uh at the state of the union address <laughs> state of the state yeah state of the state of the state address apparently todd rokita wanted to be there with his security uh, person and staff people up in the up in the upper balcony wait 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 <clears throat> what rokita as a security person yeah he's he's worried about somebody doing something what him. is he madonna what does he think he's madonna well as many press secretaries he's gone through i'd have security too so <laughs> What, what like so? Rakita thinks he's so important that somebody would want to like do something to him, and that yeah. he's got to he's got to have a security person that walks around with him. Yeah, with no with no real security experience. That is the most Todd Rokita thing ever. That Todd Rokita is is this like a taxpayer funded thing? Yep. Wait, I got to pay money for Todd Rokita uh-huh. to have a security. Like if Todd Rokita went into a Wendy's, no, absolutely no one would know who he is. But he's got a security person. Yep. That seems about right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and so the so the governor's office was told was like, no, you can't have you, you know, just you and you and one guest, and that that's it. It's the rule for everyone, that's right? The rule for everybody. And the only person who has the only security in the room is the governor's state police troopers, who are usually with him on both sides of the podium. But otherwise, there's state police troopers around the building, around the hall, throughout the whole Capitol. That trust me. That night is the most safe, secure yeah. place in Indiana for, <laughs> for from three o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night. That is the most secure, safe place in the entire state of Indiana. So I don't know what you need a security guard for. Rokita was mad, ticked off about it, and so he, that's why he posted his, his couple tweets that he did. So that's what that was about. It wasn't some like government quest for government accountability, or you know, it hit him that I've got to stand up for conservatism. He was just mad about his seat. Yep. And this apparently this is the second time this has happened because apparently last year he apparently wanted to sit next to Janet Holcomb and the gross folks were like no you can't can't do that that's not how this that's not how this works. Can you imagine a worse punishment than having to sit next to Todd Rakita for any length of time? Well, having to sit next to Todd Rakita when he when he was put behind a pole <laughs> would be worse. <laughs> That's right. Isn't Which that what they did to him last year? I think I think that was either last year or this year. It was one of the two. Uh, okay, what's coming up this uh, weekend on The Big Show? Uh, we'll be talking to Jim Banks about uh, his run for the U.S. Senate. Also talking to our good friend Reverend Charles Harrison on Indianapolis's uh, murder issue because we've had basically a murder every other day so far, and it's only January 20th and some change. And also uh, we'll be talking to uh, Dr. Fiona Hill. Uh, she's with the Brookings Institute, and she is an expert on the Ukraine because it's been about a year since the Russian invasion. Yeah. And she spoke to the Indiana World Affairs Council. She's speaking to them tonight, uh, but I interviewed her earlier this week. All right. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He could be the next mayor of the city of Indianapolis. The one and only Abdul Kim Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. 
ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. An only child alone and wild, a cabinet just, maker's son. Just give me this. His hands were meant for different <laughs> giving you this. I know it's your birthday, but just give me this. Stan Fogelberg Day. It's Stan Fogelberg Day, apparently. Apparently, Robin has decided. Hey, if this in is, honor of your birthday. If the, thank you. If this is what you need, we're gonna we're gonna let you have it. Okay. It's day two of kinder, gentler Rob. Okay. And in order to facilitate, we're gonna put everybody to sleep with Dan Fogelberg. Deep seated rage for government that lies within. I need a little help in the process. Okay. It is 9.49. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, so this happened yesterday, and I had to, and it spurred a conversation that I thought would be perfect for on air. So uh, I was moseying down the hallway, Mm -hmm. and I saw Kevin sitting at his desk. Yeah. And, you know, I sat down, and Kevin proceeds to pull out a sandwich of some sort yeah. in a bag. Now, I don't know if it was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or what? what is that what it was? Well, it was actually chicken salad. Okay. Uh, but Casey told me for the sake of this segment, it should be PB&J. <laughs> well, I think PB&J is making a comeback, a resurgence. I, I usually have PB&J, to be fair. Well, that's I think that's why I thought that, but it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so Kevin pulls this sandwich mm-hmm. out and it's in this little Ziploc bag. You know, many people do this. Yeah. But he looked so sad (laughs) as it dawned on him the prospect of his meal for the day was whatever was in that bag (laughs) and he looked like a person i don't know why my mind went here and it's just absolutely terrible that it did but it was like a person who knows (laughs) this is going to be their last meal pb and j on death row and it was like like somebody was like this this is it this Mm -hmm. is the the prospect that i have for this day and so kevin and i I finally said, I said, Kevin, if you had one meal left to have, like mm-hmm. they said, you are heading heading to, to the doors, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, good and question. Like seven seconds in, our boss, Matt Hiblin, mm-hmm. hears this conversation and he starts shouting from back in his office. And we got down a rabbit hole of how exactly the last meal mm-hmm. for a person on death row oh. operates. Yeah. And. It turns out basically every state is like totally different. Different, yeah. On what you can have, mm-hmm. the cost of what you can have, mm-hmm. the what they got to make it. You know, so most of the places they got to make it in the prison. Mm-hmm. I think universally we learned you can't have alcohol as a last meal. Right. Yeah. Denied requests for alcohol no, and tobacco. Yeah, no tobacco. So, but I mean everything, and then we started looking at which was wild, famous people's last meals like john wayne gacy timothy uh, mcveigh timothy mcveigh Mm -hmm. and this is in what was the most expensive last meal of all time there was it was just absolutely amazing all the things (laughs) 
we learned about death row inmates and their last uh, their last meal. But I would ask you, like if they said, Casey, mm-hmm. you have, not that you would ever do anything that would put you in this position, but you have one meal left to go. <laughs> Maybe today. You never know. Because <laughs> <laughs> every day working with Rob Kittle is like being on death row. What what would it be? My last meal. If they said one, one meal. Now, mm-hmm. uh, it, it would have to be something. It seems like universally now, because I used to hear like, would you get a Big Mac? Would yeah. you? It seems like you have to do something they can make in the, in prison. the prisons. Yeah. So it, it, it can't be this McDonald's or Burger King or whatever base food. It has to be like a... Well, sort of, I you think know, John Wayne Gacy had KFC chicken. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think over time they have, and every state is different, but it appeared for the most part, mm-hmm. states now have said, we've got to be able to make it in the prison. Some have put financial restrictions Restriction, yep. on it. Right. Like if you want a pizza, you can't have it from your favorite pizza shop. Right. And it can't be delivered from a gourmet restaurant. Right. And you can't purchase it in a store. You can't have like a home cooked meal from mom who used to make your favorite dish. So if it were me, I would want probably a cheeseburger, steak fries, Cracker Jacks, apple pie, and an ice cold Coca-Cola. Um, Kevin. Have you thought about this? Because this really started with, with you your, yeah. and your sad, sad, your sad sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about this a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, mine would be a pretty easy request. Uh, I would start off with a Greek salad. Oh, yeah? He's going uh, out healthy. <laughs> with a little bit of feta cheese on top. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, move on to a platter of minouche. M- of a what? <laughs> what the then, hell is that? No, wait, do you know what he just said? No. It's a what? platter of minouche. What is that? It, like, I, I heard you. He's it's making a, stuff up It's now. a Lebanese um, Are you making this up? Pastry. No, I'm not. Uh, I would move on to a bucket of mussels. What? With, That's above the $40 price limit <laughs> right I don't there. think so. It depends on where you get it. Um, <laughs> Can you get mussels at Walmart? I think he, well, I don't know. You might be able Maybe. to, but. Or the Kroger's. Good, good luck. Could you get. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then one more item a small glass of sparkling water. Sparkling water, huh? So, so water you, with so you gas. Would, you would have yeah. a feta. You would have a feta salad. Is that what you said? Yeah, uh, a Greek salad. Greek salad. With feta cheese. With feta cheese. A platter of minouche. Minouche mm-hmm. and some mussels. Mussels and sparkling water. Did you write this down? You yeah, did, didn't I did. you? You put that much time into it. That's yeah. why I love you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like a Mediterranean. What about uh, you? Cuisine. Well, I would want to make it as difficult <laughs> and course. as expensive as possible, whatever the limit. <laughs> Remember, we found we found that the reason they started putting limits on, there was some guy in Texas mm-hmm. who ordered all this stuff and he didn't eat any of it. And they suddenly realized, why are we doing this? Yeah. We're totally getting played. Yeah. So, like, a lot of states have, like, a $40 mm-hmm. limit that you can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just try to make it whatever would be the most difficult and cost-consuming thing that I could get away with ordering. Something that takes days to make. Well, like I'd a, eat, yeah. Like a croissant or something. I would push the Bureau of Prisons, wherever I would be at, to their limit. They're going to earn my execution. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, well, so you can you can keep that quiet. 
Would you want like a steak or something? Yeah, well, I'm or? just saying, I don't know. I'd have to see what the rules mm-hmm. were. For your prison. Your specific where, prison, but whatever. Yeah. It wouldn't even be the food itself. It would be, I'm going to make the government's mm-hmm. life, as I have in my entire life, mm-hmm. as difficult as humanly possible. Maybe, maybe you could have a bunch of sushi. <laughs> that would be that would be very good. I feel like that'd be very hard to put together. And I would be curious to know what other people would have on their last meal. Maybe we could open the hotline up for mm-hmm. this. 317-684-8444. You can request to keep that information private. Oh, what you want? Yeah. Like, this is my last meal, but no one gets to know. It's your birthday, so I don't want to tell you to shut up, but can we just be real quiet here for a second as we go to the break? <laughs> it's Kendall Thanks. and Casey on 93 WIBC. Sculpting souls took me years to understand The leader of the band is tied and his eyes are grown.